Utah's best sports radio is on the Zone Sports Network. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... And it's time to kick off Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Everybody ready? Today is Tuesday, right? Take extra care to follow the instructions or you'll be put to sleep. And don't forget Taco Tuesdays. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. It's the Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Welcome on in. Happy Tuesday. Hmm. Something feels different about this Tuesday. Austin, do you do you get that sense as well? Well, it seems like a, a unique, not just uh, your average Tuesday. Yeah, they're a historical day in the state today. It feels that way, doesn't it? You know, <laughs> kind of in a in a similar way that uh, that Carl Malone thought that that parade was for his birthday. You remember that? <laughs> yes. Uh, it is my co-host and good. It's friend, a super day. Gordon Monson's birthday. Happy birthday, buddy! Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, you having a good day? Uh, yeah, having a terrific day. Wonderful day, and Happy birthday to you. <laughs> that old. <laughs> I am old, but I'm young at heart. Got your balloons? Yeah. Yeah. From, uh, who, let's see, who sent these? I'm Gordon Monson. U.S. Novelty? There you go. Give him a fans, little... Fans at U.S. Novelty. little Thank plug you. there. Yeah, nice. Now, I, you know, I don't want to make you admit things on your birthday, but I know you're going to celebrate tonight. Mm-hmm. And, you know, did did you have other celebrations or is it yeah. just tonight or well there because, was, there, was a, there was a minor celebration on sunday because we've had the discussion <laughs> about how opposed you are to any sort of celebration not actually on your birthday and and look at austin's reaction where it looks like his what his, you there was a what on yeah, sunday yeah there was a, a minor celebration <laughs> wow Actually, it was major. <laughs> I felt guilty the whole time. I'm going to have to answer to those guys for this. Mm. Now, see, I'm actually legitimately tickled pink that you had a birthday celebration on Sunday. Because well, I'm going to hold that over you for yeah. every day of your life. Because when it's about us, <laughs> it's How wrong. dare you? It's good, it's good for who it's How for. dare you solely the day of birth? <laughs> Well, I had no say in the matter. Uh, there were certain convenient excuse. There were certain family members who that was the best day for, as opposed to today, a Tuesday. You know, and in your family, that's okay, but in ours, not going to happen. No. after all, that was our entire <laughs> argument: was you celebrate on a day where you can spend it with friends and loved ones. That was it's that your was, day, Jake. It's th- not their day. But yeah, that was yeah, our yeah, entire I did say point. That, yeah. Didn't I? <laughs> Well, see, you could have uh, shown up Sunday and seen that there was going to be a celebration for you, and you could have left. And yeah, you, but that, and that you would, stayed. That would have been rude. But it wasn't your day. 
it, it did feel awkward, but <laughs> but I was appreciative. And so today, I've had a, a good day on the actual day of my birth, uh, 83 years ago. Uh, but <laughs> You were listening today, weren't you? No, did you? Oh, say, yeah, that's the exact number I said you were, yeah. Did you say that? Yeah. Did you tell people? Why do you, well, I told you not to tell people really how old. <laughs> well, sorry. Uh, uh, actually, the discussion I had with PK is your actual age, it's not even, it's, it's not even that big of a number. You're still a young man. Yes. Oh, well. Um, but, but I, you know, hey, when you're, this is the problem when you take stances like that, Gordon, and draw, draw a line in the sand. See, Austin uh, and, and my kind of perspective was celebrate. It's a great time. Celebrate when you can, even as much as you can. We were we're pro happiness, but then you know a curmudgeon comes along and says, "No, only on your birthday. That's it." And then Did when, I really say that when that <laughs> for six years when the curmudgeon you know breaks his own or crosses his own line, and he's he's probably you know opening himself for just a tad bit of ridicule, even though it is his birthday. And yeah. we spent an hour on February 29 birthdays last week, yeah, if we you did. recall. We did. We did. Uh, well, um, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> but it's been good. Good. Uh, I'm glad. Good time, and uh, it's good today on the actual day. But uh, yeah, so thanks to those of you who have passed along your uh, your best wishes. And sorry for those of you who can't wait for me to disappear. But uh, anyway. God, that was grim. Casey? Yes. Yeah, I still get that stuff, man. People, uh, I, I get warm regards and I do get certain people who think uh, the entire county would be better without me. So, And they tell you that on your birthday? Uh, I, I don't know whether I got anything today, but I do get a certain oh. number. Every time I do a gift dedication. Yeah, right. The funny thing is that most Just of Just trying them, to wish you a happy birthday, most, man. Most of, uh, most of the really negative stuff I get now is from Ute fans. I thought you were going to say from you. I did, too. I uh, thought that's what was coming. I don't know. But uh, anyway, uh, not that many. I mean, uh, relative Go to Utes! But... You know, everyone has their opinions, man. Everyone can feel the way they want to feel, and that's fine. So uh, I'm, I'm good with that. That's part of the territory. See, when you come out of those up-tempo numbers, man, it's impossible to make those transitions. But those of you who have passed along good wishes, thank you. I appreciate it. And thanks to you, Jake, and thanks to you, Austin, except for giving me the business over. Oh, we're just teasing, uh, kind of. My trespassing into your territory. <laughs> we, we are happy it's your birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you. And happy you. you can spend it with family regardless of what day of the week. Yeah, and uh, who is. better to spend it with than you two? Yeah, we always knew you were a hypocrite. Don't worry. Wow, that was, that <laughs> was aggressive. Is such a strong that word. That is such you know? a strong Why? word. Why? Isn't that... Doesn't that fit here? No, because well, I, probably, I had no control. You don't need to say it. I, I had no, <laughs> I had no I had control over what took place. I mean, I still feel like the birthday is the day of. That's I still feel that and way. And up but, until this moment, I thought you wore the pants in your family. That's I, all. No way, man. Come on, how did you get that impression? Oh, Come you on, tell all, me repeatedly. All the guys out there who have families, how many of you really wear the pants? As it were. I hate that term so much. I know. Wear the pants. I'm telling you right now, nobody wears the pants. I don't wear them. I hate wearing pants. We know that. I mean, if I had to actually physically dress the way in my station within my family, then 
then I'm I'm wearing culottes. I don't know what that is. Yeah, I just think you went a long way to work in that word. Oh, come on, guys. I mean, that was a really clunky analogy right there just to work in that word. Well, I did want to say dress or skirt because that sounds like I'm being a pig somehow. This but... whole conversation is really sexist. Is it? No, I'm just saying that I don't. Right. You know, I, I don't have the I don't have the power. Hmm. Do you have the power? You don't have the power either. And I know he doesn't. No, my my wife and I talk about things and. And make decisions equally. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, you got that attorney uh, wife, very educated and very skilled in making you think that it's equal. Oh, who would ever wear culottes? These are hideous. Aren't they kind of like a, a shorts skirt kind of thing? It looks like the pants Aladdin wears when he's running through the, the streets of Agrabah stealing bread. <laughs> no, those would be... Uh, those would be hammer pants. <laughs> it's like those, but without the elastic around the knee. What do you call the things that go down halfway down the calf? The split story of the day. Yeah, what, what I are, agree. <laughs> what are those things? I don't know. Anyway, capris, capris. Yeah, you're the fashionista yeah, here. And now we're talking. Why are we talking about capris? Are guys still wearing capris? Is that the, is that a thing? You tell us, Mr. Tag on your shoes. <laughs> hey, look, look at you. You'll approve of this. Check this out, Jake. Gordon's, oh, showing us his old school van slip ons. Very nice. I knew you would like them. I thought of you when, uh, when I got them as a gift. I had several pairs of those uh, growing up. I wondered if they would be okay with you. Why would you don't need my approval? I know, but I, I respect your opinion. You do not. Yes, I do. Incorrect. Austin's I don't care about, but yours I, you know. Well, that's fine because Austin, I cared about his opinion when he had a mustache, but now I just look at him and think, you know what? I, I doubt whatever you say. The mustache just carried more authority. I like the beard. The beard is the way to go. It, 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 it's a good look for him. Why don't you grow a beard? Because I can't grow one like Austin. Because I'm kind of youthful looking, you know. Yeah, that's not it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Split story of the daytime. Happy birthday to Gordon. Thank you. Uh, Thank we, you. We have a lot, it. Uh, we have a lot to do on the show today. Bowler yeah. is going to join us at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. Oh, boy. Uh, in the top of the 4 o'clock hour, I had a chance yesterday to catch up with BYU offensive coordinator Jeff Grimes. Oh, great. That'll be fun to listen to. As Did well. you ask any decent questions? No, probably not. But did know. he give you any decent answers? He was good. Yeah, you won't. You still, won't believe what he said about you, though. Is he still sporting the no the mustache? He, he shaved his mustache. Did actually, he now? yeah. It, which I, he played Nathan Detroit at the whole box theater. Huh? I wish I would have known that. I would have asked him what led to that decision. Uh, but then uh, Jake Bentley is also going to be on the show. I had a oh, chance terrific. to catch up with him yesterday. Oh, terrific! As spring ball is Look here. Look at you. You know. Tip of the cap to you, Jake. And let me just say that, is there anybody out there who needs to lose the mustache? Who needs to lose the mustache? Nobody. I mean, if people need to start gaining mustaches. Including uh, you, Gordon. You how, should about, have uh, how about Zach on BYU's team? Zach, Zach Wilson? Zach uh, Selyus? Selyus, Heck yeah. no, that mustache is going to make him famous in tournament time. It's true. It Gardner Minshew got drafted on a mustache. <laughs> Basically. Well, he's got the hair going, yeah, you right. know, and he's got the stash. 
And then that's going to lead uh, to the story about this is the limit that you can actually have at BYU, and all of a sudden he's going to be the rebellious BYU guy. <laughs> I, I, like, I like it when people just march to the, the rhythm of their own drum or banging their drum or whatever they do. I, I like it. And it, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. But the fact that someone can do what he's doing and gain notoriety from it, I think that's a blessed thing. That you think, and that, he's a hell of a player too. That doesn't hurt. You think that mustache gets him drafted? Could do at least to the NBA Combine. Could do. Got to get that. Got to yeah. get a better look at that mustache. <laughs> see if it's got a place on our team. All I, right. I wrote a column about BYU basketball. I'm telling you, folks, this team is different than most of the BYU teams we've seen. Uh, we will talk about that today on the show as well. Of course, the Utah Jazz. They've now won two in a row. In fact, <laughs> let's Jazz! let's get Woo-hoo! to the split story of the day. Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. Utah, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. It is. And The Zone Sports Network. He fires the three over Conley. No good. Gobert rebounds with seven seconds. Outlets to Donovan. Cross half court with four. No look past Conley. Right corner, three. Pow! And uh, as the horn sounds and the Jazz go up by eight. 81-72. Donovan off the bounce. Three straight away. Good. Donovan having a pretty darn good quarter. He's got 15 points on the night. Seven rebounds, four assists. And that's his third three. Two of them here in this second and third quarter. 12-point Jazz lead. And here comes Seti Osman down by 11. Nice job by Gobert getting back defensively and then blocking Osman at the rim. Wow. What a play. Three on one break. Cross-court pass. Bogdanovich for three. Boyan. All right. Jazz win. Oh, that buzzer sound from Locke was incredible. We need to we need to pull that immediately. That needs to be the sound when when Gordon is or or myself. I'll throw myself in here when we have a particularly windy take that's gone on for several minutes. I haven't heard a sound like that since I was in the bathroom. But I heard somebody in the stall next to me. It's gross. And uh, exactly. That's exactly the moment that that drop was made for, right there. If Gordon makes a terrible bathroom joke, that drop needs to cut him right off. They call that a growler. All right. You can't have any fun on this show ever. Yeah, the jazz. Mm. Well, the Cavs are really bad. Yeah, that helps. Uh, that does help. But the Jazz did play better, uh, particularly Bogdanovich, who was very good with uh, with 28 points. Probably could have been more if the Jazz weren't comfortably ahead uh, <clears throat> there in the fourth quarter. Really, everybody played well. Gordon, six Jazz players in double figures. George Niang had eight, so could have easily have been seven Jazz players in double figures. And I think probably the best news of all and where I kind of wanted to start the conversation today, this was Rudy Gobert's best game. In a while, he looked good. Like maybe in in maybe in a month. And what I liked best about it, and we I I talked to Ben Anderson about this on the post game, Gordon. Rudy got his touches, and he was eight of nine uh, getting field goals. And you know, he Bogdanovich was throwing him lobs and between the legs passes of the other team, and you know, all sorts of stuff. But the point is, it did not feel forced. It's felt like they've been trying to force it to Rudy at times in the last few so, games. Okay, so let me interrupt you and ask you a question. How do you think that happened? Was it because the Jazz were doing it right or the Cavs were doing it wrong? I think it was the, the Cavs were doing it wrong that led to the Jazz doing it right. I, I think 
I, I hate these comparisons, but since Austin was in a play, he'll get it. Uh, it, it was a dress rehearsal. I mean, the Cavs' defense is so bad, it provides very little resistance. You, you, the Jazz could have done whatever they wanted out there last night. It so like it. it was an opportunity for the Jazz to really work on getting it right. And I, I thought that was more the point. I, so I think the Cavs were that bad, but it allowed the Jazz to work on their stuff. Was it? Was it? Be, did you think it was because the Cavs were unable to do it, or was it because they were doing it wrong? Oh, it's because there's because just... you know what teams are doing here. We we know that they're, they're making it more complicated for Rudy. I mean, this this sounds rude, but there was just so little effort from the Cavs on defense that. I, I mean, right, wrong, indifferent. I don't I don't think they cared one way or another. I mean, Colin Sexton is just out there to get a bunch of points, which yeah. he did, by the way. Yeah. 11 of 17 shooting and 32 points. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, he's not out there to stop anybody. Next time Kevin Love plays defense will be the first. Why do players – this irritates me. Who, who ingrains this into players' minds that that's okay? I mean, I understand roles, and I get it that if you're going to expend a lot of energy scoring and whatnot, that it's you want to preserve yourself somewhere on the court. But it seems to me like somewhere it became fashionable, not just fashionable, it became okay for players to be that way. And it bugs me, and I know it bothers you because you've always been about two-way guys. 100%. And, well, Gordon, I mean, this is the, the same team. That when their coach got fired because they lose so many games and it was such a disaster that their major complaint about their coach was he made them work too hard. <laughs> and it's a 17-win team. And one of the complaints about Beeline was he made them work on fundamentals. Well, I got news for you. You've won 17 games. Yeah. You really need to work on fundamentals. And mm-hmm. you know what? You probably need to practice more. And so I, I think there's a there's a big flag right there, and you bring in J.B. Bickerstaff, who's kind of a more pro-player type guy, and you wonder why a team doesn't go out there and give any effort. It's because the, the, that's what the culture is, is in Cleveland right now, and they don't want to get better well, that's, because yeah. they want a draft pick, and they're going to rebuild Maybe. and break it all down. But, but I mean, it, there's no incentive for them to try, and they com- don't. It comes at a great cost of culture. And that's I know that's a popular word these days. We use it a lot, but... It, it it does. It comes somewhere you've got to instill in your players that they have to go out and play hard. And that's not what I saw out of the Cavs, and that's not what I see out of certain teams. And if they're if they're uh, if they're if they're just taking a dive in order to get a better pick, I get it. You need talent, but you better spin that wheel in a hurry to get that changed. That whole identity, that whole idea. That you can coast, and it's all right. And it's uh, not just all right, it's uh, facilitated by the club for which you play. That's a difficult thing. But as far as the Jazz go, when the Jazz shoot the ball well, whether it's the defense being poor or they're feeling it, when they are hitting their shots, that is a different team. And I understand that defense is still important with this team, but... This team is built to score, and when they don't score, it's almost like you're, you're watching just some kind of clown show. Yeah. And and they lose interest, and then they press, and then every, everything falls apart. And when Bogdanovich is hitting 10 of 19 shots and scoring 28 points, man, that goes a long way. And he's been in a slump. And, I, you know, Joe Ingles is not shooting, uh, but... 
as you mentioned, you have all those players in double digits, and that sure makes everything easier. And the Jazz shoot 57%. Um, so a couple thoughts on that. They hit, they hit half their, their th- th- three-pointers. Yeah, they were great. They make 23s, they're going to win. I mean, they've done that three times in their franchise history, make 23s. So, I mean, it's it's not something that happens every night, but but they're certainly going uh, going to win. But that was that was my point when we were having that discussion after the Bogdanovich 1 of 8 game. You want him shooting. He needs to shoot. He's the second most imp- important offensive player on the team, and he's a great shooter and a great player. And so he has an off couple of nights. Doesn't mean he needs he needs to shoot. He needs so, to take all. He needs to take nineteen shots. Okay, so to review that, if he hits three of nineteen, is are you keep still... going, man. Yeah, this is not this is not Trey Burke. This is Boyan Bogdanovich, NBA veteran assassin. But you're going to lose games that way. But you might lose them if he. Shoots seven shots. But that's, I mean, this whole three-point where the league is going is all based on the averages eventually becoming true. Yeah. And you'll lose the, you'll shoot yourself out of fewer games than you shoot yourself in. That's sure. the that's the point of the, of the exercise. And I don't always agree with that necessarily, but in the case of somebody like Bogdanovich, who's one of the best, what, got to say 15 shooters on the, this very planet Earth, you hoist away, sir. <laughs> You shoot to your heart's content. Uh, he wants to play for you. Hey, that's I, I guarantee that's what Quinn Snyder and every member of that team is telling him. Because well, he's he's the one who can do it and, and he looked uh he looked terrific last night. And you mentioned Joe Ingles, one of two shots, just five points. Dude had eight assists and three boards. Yeah. Joe had a good game. Yeah. He played Joe played well, and that's two games in a row actually that Joe's looked really, really good coming off the bench, two out of three. And maybe that Boston game he needed to kind of digest the new role. But I'll tell you what, I don't care if Joe, Joe scores five points. If he plays like that and is a key playmaker for his team and is out there hustling and, and, and making guys, everybody look better. And other guys are scoring, so you don't need his scoring. And he's he's helping with that, with the with the dimes that you're talking about. Then, okay, that works. And he can be a playmaker with that bench unit. You know, we talked about him standing in the corner with the starters. Because other other guys needed the ball, well, hey, let let Joe the point guard have a have a go at it with the bench unit. Doesn't seem like a terrible idea to me. Do you think this is a good time for this road trip? Then yeah, well, yeah, and they're playing some bad teams where they can hone it up a little bit. Boston will be tough on Friday, yeah. but you have that uh, on game one of a back to back. Rather have that on the front end. Give yourself a give yourself a chance. Plus, maybe there will be a little redemption in the air. You want to go prove that you can beat those guys. They actually played pretty well against Boston here, but maybe you can drum up some revenge energy and go out there and steal one there. But, yeah, I think this is not a bad time for a road trip. I'm a, I'm a big believer in Mighty Mo. I'm not talking about the battleship. The Simpsons I, it, character? No, momentum is, is powerful. And you see the Knicks beat the Rockets last night? Well, yeah, and that wasn't even the biggest story at Madison Square Garden where they— Told Spike Lee, the the <laughs> world's most famous NBA fan, that he had to use a different entrance than the one he's been coming in for thirty years. I, could, I mean, what was his response? Has he responded? Oh yeah, Spike Lee. Oh yeah, he went on ESPN this morning and and basically said he just it was personal and and uh, he refused to leave. Basically, he was mm-hmm. on some elevator and they had him like surrounded by security. He told him to cuff him. Yeah, he did. Like like Charles, cuff me like Charles Oakley. You haven't seen the. I, 
Uh-oh. And then the the next. Well, do you want to get into this next? Because we, can. we can't file this into one of the most ridiculous but, but, things but, but, to happen. My point with what I was saying is that the Jazz, even though they're playing the Knicks, uh, they might have to continue on their upward swing in order to handle that. Because if the Knicks are good enough to beat the Rockets, they're good enough to beat the Jazz. Well. I would certainly pick the Jazz. And, you know, the Jazz defense was better but not terrific last night. So, I mean, you still got things you got to tighten up. There's no doubt about it. All right, stay tuned. We'll have more next. It is The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone. Slow Mo Joe. The Joe Ingles Show with DJ and PK. I'm wondering, during streaks like this, does confidence fluctuate to the individual level and then to the collective level as a team? I think it's forgotten that we are all still regular humans. We go through the same stuff other people do. We have good days, we have bad days, on and off court. Guys are going to lose confidence at times. I'm not saying that they're not confident at all to go out there and do their job, but it's going to be on a different level at different times. There is flows that you go through, and from top to bottom, every player needs to pick it up, and it's on the players to play better and be locked in and do what we have to do and do our job. Obviously, that, at the end of the day, is to win games and not just to play them. Oh, yeah! Catch Jazzman Joe Ingles with DJ and PK every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Brother Cornelius and Sister Rose going out to Gordon on his birthday. It's Cornelius brothers and Sister Rose. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. Total request Tuesday. So uh, dedicate a song to Gordo on his birthday. You can tweet out us at Austin Horton at Jake Scott's own at Gordon Monson. The song came out when I was uh, 53, and uh, it but uh, brings back fond memory. 53, oh. that a particularly good year for you? No, it came out when I was in high school, and uh, my friends and I all kind of like this song for some reason. But uh, <laughs> it brings back fond memories. Thanks. I appreciate that on all Request Tuesday. Thank you. Total Request Tuesday. Total whatever, you know. Well, one's in alliteration and one's not, so, you know, <laughs> get it together. Okay. And so people dedicate their songs to Gordon today. Oh, no. This could get fun. <laughs> it could get fun. I agree. Is that what's happening? Tweet at us. Oh, you know what? Well, we could do birthday dedications on the open mic, too. Perfect. Let's do that. Wish Gordon a happy birthday on the open mic on the Zone Sports Network app, and we'll play them. We'll, we'll play as many as we possibly can. Simply download the app, go to the open mic feature, record up to 15 seconds of audio, hit send, and it goes right to Austin in the control room. And then right over these delicious radio airwaves. <laughs> and I would love nothing more ooh, than ooh, in the middle of Gordon's ooh, takes to just drop birthday ooh. dedications. Mr. Scott? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Question. <laughs> Why do we make such a big deal out of my birthdays than we do you guys's? We need to do this for you. Because you don't have as many left. <laughs> wow, that was right oh, to the point. I was going to oh, That one hurt. I was going to say it because... <laughs> no, it may not. You're the, the most important guy in the room, man. That's what we do. Oh, man. We're going to have to You're Monson. You you're the guys. godfather. It's your birthday. It's a, yeah. We make a big deal out of it. Austin and I are just cogs in the machine. Nobody cares about us. We're just coworkers. Right. <laughs> I'm never going to live that down, am I? Never. 
Ever. But the uh, but the Godfather has a birthday, and you get into it, you celebrate, and the listeners want to participate too. Oh yeah, Something they tells do. me these birthday wishes. Let's uh, get could the, tur- turn into threats. Let's get the the open mic rolling. Let's get the tweets rolling. Wishing Gordo a happy happy birthday. Is everyone in a better mood because the Jazz won last night? You know, and people feeling a little better. Uh. Yeah, I think people are feeling better, and they're going to play. Spring th- football has started, so maybe that puts people in a good mood. I don't know. How about the misfortunes of others like Spike Lee? Okay, so explain that to our listeners. I really just want to get into it because I just want to get to how ridiculous the Knicks' reaction has been yeah. to all of this. So here's the long and short of it. Spike Lee goes into the employee entrance to go to Knicks games. He spends about 300 k a year on season tickets, and he's easily the most recognizable NBA fan short of Jack in L.A., and, right? And certainly important to the Knicks. Important to the Knicks, and—, and if if anything, for free advertising, because yeah. Spike Lee goes to your games and he actually pays for the privilege. <laughs> a, a little aside, Gordon, you know, uh, the you're a Hollywood celebrity. The Hollywood celebrities get gifted all these like gift bags and stuff like that where people are just begging them to use their whatever watches, shoes, uh-huh. whatever the case may be. And they get all this free crap because they just want them to wear it mm-hmm. because it's it's kind of an endorsement of such. Yeah, they, not, they don't just get it for free. They're paid to wear it. So they get Big time. these companies get value out of their value, right? Right. Spike Lee is actually giving you money to give you that value. <laughs> I mean, in all honesty, and this sounds really entitled, but Spike Lee, you, you come in wherever you want. Yes. To. You know, you uh-huh. you are a big part of that franchise, whether they acknowledge it or not, which they absolutely should. But he goes in the employee entrance like he always does. Uh, he basically security says, "Hey, you have to go through the VIP entrance." He says, "Okay, all right," and gets on the elevator. And uh, basically ignores security. He gets to where he's going, and there's a whole security team waiting for him when he gets off the elevator. And basically, they were going to make him walk outside and uh, go around to the VIP entrance. And he he said, "Arrest me like you did Charles Oakley." Okay, so according to Spike Lee, what the hell's going on here? Who laid the order down? Who needs to be fired? This is so stupid. I'm sure. That this comes from ownership because this statement now here's the Nick statement because so Spike Lee goes and tells his side of the story on ESPN this morning and this is the Nick statement and it it is remarkable that this is coming from a professional franchise so so brace yourself okay, here, here we second. go right, I've heard that it was bad it says the idea that Spike Lee is a victim because we have repeatedly asked him not to use our employee entrance and instead use a dedicated VIP entrance, which is used by every other celebrity who enters the garden, is laughable. It's disappointing that Spike would create this false controversy to perpetuate drama. He is welcome to come to the garden anytime via the VIP or general entrance, just not through our employee entrance, which is what he and Jim agreed to last night when they shook hands. And then attached to the the statement is a picture of like a grainy, crappy photo of Jim Dolan and Spike Lee shaking hands. What is the problem? What difference does it make other than someone trying to toss his weight around? Who cares if Spike Lee comes through the employee entrance? Why are people so freaky about this kind of thing? It's it's a it's got to be a, a weird power play, right? I mean, it's, it's, it's so got to be strange to me. I mean, are you kidding me? The Knicks should be glad that Spike Lee still cares. 
And the fact that he wants to come through the employee entrance, and, and for anyone to suggest that he should come through the general admission doors, he's Spike Lee, just for his security. That should never be an option. I, I just, these letter of the law folks, I just have a problem with. And, and I don't know whether it comes from Jim Dolan or whether it comes from somebody who's been appointed head of whatever. But to think that you need to flex your muscle that way is just ridiculous. And if you're one of those people, please hear me out right now. Ease up. It's okay. You don't always have to live by the letter of the law. I don't care what the rule is. And I'm not talking about indulging people. This is Spike freaking Lee. You know, I mean, I think everybody knows who he is. Well, I just think, you know, basic business sense, there's a certain way to treat your customers and a certain way not to. And yes, big customers sometimes get, you know, certain leeway that other big customers don't. I mean, this is America. This, it's, it's what makes the world go round. The, the thing that I, the, the, that I want to point out is the NBA is 100% the golden goose. Do you know what is still the number one most valuable NBA franchise is? I imagine it would be the Knicks. It's the Knicks. And they still sell out that garden for ludicrous prices, even though the team hasn't been relevant in 20 years. And it is amazing that a a business can be run so incredibly poorly, and they still come out golden on the other side. It is amazing. It is the best business model in history. Ask, Ask Donald Sterling. He sold his franchise. For what was it, Gordon? Two billion billion dollars. And he had to be amongst the worst owners in sports. What are the Redskins worth now? I mean, I know it's a different sport, but this is why sports are so unbelievably valuable from from a business standpoint. Because in nowhere else would you be able to treat your, I don't know, most valuable customer like that and still have that... I mean, this is just the, the tip of the iceberg, right? And you're still in business, and you're still the most valuable franchise in the NBA. That's incredible. It's incredible. So when Spike said, arrest me, what did they do? He eventually, I mean, that's where the handshake with Dolan came in. Like, they, they I guess, came to let him go to his seat and came to some sort of understanding. But, if I mean, I'm, he still went on TV and blasted him today. Oh, and he said he's not going to go to any more games see, this, this, uh, is, this season. So is how is that productive? I mean, if I'm a Knicks fan, I think it's cool that Spike Lee is there. Just like if I'm a Lakers fan, Jack Nicholson being in his seat, that makes me feel good. Well, it's somebody like that's endorsement of your product is yeah. is invaluable. I mean, I, I mean, know, I know we have fewer examples here, but when when the the celebrities at Sundance come down and go to games, that's good. That's really good for the Jazz. When I know he's a proud Salt Laker, but when uh, Ty Burrell on Modern Family, when Phil Dunphy's here, when Mitt Romney's here, that's good for the Jazz. That's free advertising for the Jazz. In fact, they're probably paying for the right to be there. And you could have that infamous picture of Mitt Romney holding up the four fingers, you know, and all that. I mean, you talk to a marketing person. That there's actually monetary value in that. Do the Knicks not know this? Uh, franchises that can be run that way and still be valuable are a disgrace to their industry. Because they set a poor example for other franchises that can't get away with that. Yeah, I mean, it's discouraging, it, it, man. It's, it's, it's 
Well, I mean, it's I, ama- I don't know Spike Lee. I mean, I've never talked with him. But I'm just telling you right now, man, that guy is important. And when I think of Spike Lee, I think of the Knicks and I think of the NBA. I don't want to think of him not showing up because you're kicking him out. Well, the Knicks beat the Rockets last night, which is a huge win for their franchise. And what's the dominating topic across the country in sports today? Spike Lee. And the Knicks are idiots. Yeah, they're dumb. It's true. All right, stay tuned. We'll have more next. It is The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Zach Wilson did not go out there and light the world on fire and make it an open and shut case that he should be the quarterback. He's probably the front runner. He's got more tools than Baylor Romney or Jaron Hall. He's more of an all-around package than those two guys. Zach Wilson has a lot to improve on from last season. I watched those three quarterbacks last year, and maybe I think that Zach Wilson is the favorite to win it, but I can't sit here and be like, oh, I definitely see enough separation. I like him a lot, and I think that his ceiling and his upside is really bright. He also had catastrophic errors that really hurt the team when the money was on the table. I got it that he also had his bright moments and I think his ceiling might be higher than the other two, but you can't say, like you said, an open and shut case for Tony Parks and Austin Horton, weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. I'm here to introduce the best coverage of the teams you're passionate about from the guys you know and trust. Go, Turn it up. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. Yeah, yeah. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. The older I get, the more I think You only get a minute, better live while you're All right, this one goes out to Ben, his dedication to Gordon, little Alan Jackson for you. The older I get. It's Gordon's birthday. If you have any dedication, at Jake Scott Zone, at Austin Horton, at Gordon Monson. Also, our open mic, if you want to dedicate something, you know, some thoughts, share with Gordon a happy birthday, please do so on uh, the open mic feature on the app. What's the the message of uh, Alan? Right here, he says, If they found a fountain of youth, I wouldn't drink a drop. And that's the truth. Funny how it feels. I'm just getting to my best years yet. (laughs) And then the next words are, The older I get, the fewer friends I have. But, you know. How are you feeling? You feeling uh, a year older? Not in the moment, no. Mm-hmm. You seem your normal self to me. You don't feel a year older to me. I'm getting a little longer in the tooth, but uh, I, I, I feel I feel young at heart. In fact, I you do. seem younger today than you did yesterday. Really? Yes, you do. <laughs> well, it's not yet 4 o'clock. Were we arguing about something? No, no, no. We're, we're good. Uh, spring football is here. We're going to play a couple of interviews coming up in the 4 o'clock hour. Jeff Grimes is going to jump on uh, with us. Had a chance to talk to him yesterday. Also, Jake Bentley, who's uh, vying for that quarterback position at the University of Utah. Uh, had a chance to chat with them for a few minutes each, so we'll get to that in the top of the 4 o'clock hour. Isn't it interesting that both Utah and BYU are one of the most interesting aspects of their spring football and fall will be who's going to play quarterback? They both have different circumstances, obviously, because Tyler Huntley is left, and uh, the Utes got a, a couple guys who uh, transferred in and uh, are, are you know nice prospects. 
But down at BYU, everyone thought Zach Wilson was going to be the guy. And last year, it just didn't work out that way. And they have a couple of capable others who uh, are in the mix. So it'll be it's it's kind of cool to see. It's inter- uh, cool. It's it's interesting to watch. I think that both quarterback battles are pretty one sided. Really, because they do. shouldn't be. Why? Because I think they should be wide open. Well, I mean, it's how however- Zach Wilson last year threw. I mean, he threw. He threw passes for interceptions that penalized that team. And the other guys were pretty steady. So, I mean, each of them has their strengths and their weaknesses. And I'm not saying Zach shouldn't be the guy. Uh, I'm just saying let it play out. Uh, Here's what I mean. And there is more to quarterbacking than just interceptions, Kyle Whittingham. You know, there's some other things out there. But here's my point. Zach Wilson got thrown to the Wolves with that brutal part of the schedule, got hurt, Comes back with two games to go. Doesn't play all that well. We don't know exactly if he was 100%, 80%, 75%. But either way, sitting out all that time and then coming back in and jumping right back into it can't be easy. But throwing I, those picks against teams that were decent but not great. Fine, but I still think he's a better player than those other two, and I think that will surface in the offseason. and Would probably you bet be, your life on that? Probably be I, fairly I easy. Need, Again, need, why does it have to go to I'm life? I'm just saying, is it really important? I mean, how, how certain are you? Because those other guys are pretty good, too. Certain enough to share my opinion on the big show. No, no, I know, but I want to know how how certain you are about it. Certain enough that uh, I'm expressing that that's how I think it is. What do you mean? I'm not betting my life on anything. Stop it. (laughs) But, yes, I think he's the best quarterback in that group. And I got it that that Baylor-Romney beat Boise. is capable of winning games at this level, no doubt. Still think that Zach Wilson has better potential and is the better quarterback. And for Utah, I don't think they brought Jake Bentley in to sit. So I think he's going to win. Well, yeah, but he, he doesn't have a say in the matter. Mm, I think the people who do have a say in the matter. Uh, he didn't come here to sit, Gordon. Well, wait a second. What did they say to Cam Rising when he wanted to come here? Um, I don't know. But Cam Rising was here, Andy Ludwig saw him play, and thought, boy, I better get another quarterback. (laughs) So I don't know. You think that's a bad sign? I don't know what they told Cam Rising, but that can't be good. That can't be be good news for him. Cam's a sophomore, right? Yes, redshirt. Okay, so he will be. Or will he be a junior this next year? He redshirted at Texas, then missed a year. At Utah, he'll okay. be a redshirt sophomore. So maybe he, maybe he's stacking the stacking the deck, you know, because he's got Cam's got. It doesn't mean necessarily that he doesn't uh, like what Cam Rising's potential is. It just might mean that he wants to have an insurance policy in place or some something he can count on if Cam's not ready yet. Okay, let's think about that from a recruiting standpoint for a second. <laughs> Andy Ludwig comes in, says can't or says Bitly, Jake. I know, uh, I know, you've started a bunch of games here at South Carolina, and you know you have all these touchdowns, and I know that other schools are are in touch with you as well. But we'd really like you to come to Utah to be now. Brace yourself for this: our insurance policy. <laughs> and that's quite a privilege. I We've mean, got dental. <laughs> Now, I, now we think you can be the best insurance policy in the country, <laughs> and 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 our other guys bound to get hurt. 
Because our offensive line isn't any good. Oh, wait. Not, did I say that or did I think it? Should be better. How about yeah, that? It will be. It should be better. We don't give them dental. So, so that okay. That, that's. Do you think a promise was made? Well, that's such a, a definitive term. Because if I'm an athlete and I have confidence in myself, I don't want some coach coming in and making a promise to me. Because if he's making promises to me, that means he's making promises to other people. I don't want anybody to be promised anything. If I'm good enough, I want to come in and I want to take over. I want a fair shot. That's what I want. I don't want I don't want coaches making promises to guys that might not be what they seem to be, including me. Yeah, but Gordon Purdue's promising me that I'm going to start. So <laughs> guess what? You don't get me to play quarterback but, but, for you. But I don't want that. Don't tell me that, Coach. Tell me that you will give me every opportunity that I deserve. I believe that you believe this, that this is how you'd operate. I believe that that's correct. But I also believe that you're the only one on the planet who thinks this way. (laughs) I just, come on. If that's true, then what about the left tackle who got promised that he was going to start? And he sucks, but my blind side is about to get annihilated. Hmm. Well, I don't he, want that. I want the best guy playing, and I want the coaches to expect that. I this this Bentley kid, oh, not kid. I I don't like it when they call college people kids, but this Bentley guy. <laughs> That's much better. Have a has enough of a track record and has played in enough games at a high enough level that we know he doesn't suck. He's not going to come in here and suck. This is not terrible Tommy Grady who hasn't played a snap coming in from Oklahoma. <laughs> He's played in three seasons Wait, listen, Tom, at, at South Carolina. Was Tommy Grady, was was he good in the AFL or something? Yeah, he set a bunch of records or something <laughs> like that in the AFL. But, you know, against, uh, what was that? Uh, he beat US, UCLA here, right, but lost to him there. But he lost to uh, UNLV. That was the one that uh, he lost. Well, I, uh, but, I hear, but you I get hear my point. He's yes, played I, enough that I we know you. how good he is. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I just who's with me on this? Let me just take a little informal poll. We at Jake Scott Zone at Gordon Monson. Do you want the promise, or do you want a promise that you will get a fair shot? Okay. Which do you respect more? Let me put this in your in because what if I'm not as good as I seem? Who's the who's the the greatest uh, sports publication out there right now? Who's who's the creme de la creme? Beats me. I don't know. Okay, Gordon. What if a uh, 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 you know some sort of big writing outfit got in touch? What if the L.A. Times I, I wanted have, you I to come no, back? I have no. Interest. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. But they say, Gordon, we're going to give you a blank check, man. You can. They're going to make it worth your while. They're going to give you everything you could ever want to to come back and write. But they're going to tell you. But guess what? They have. We want you. <laughs> we want you to the, give you a blank check. Really? Not a blank check, but I uh, hear what you're saying. Uh, but but we want you to come in. But we're not going to promise you anything. That's you, fine. You could be the the copy desk, you know, person. You that, you could be delivering on. the that's paper. Different. That's How different. How is that different? That's different. How is that different? Because you might are... be fetching coffee. You might uh, take Plashke's job. That, no, hold we're on. Not, hold we're going to give you a Bill, chance. Bill, love you, dog. <laughs> okay, but uh, this is that you can't. That's different. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, that's no, like that's like hiring an executive and saying, "Well, you might end up delivering the mail." 
Come on. It's like it's like recruiting a quarterback and saying, guess what? You might be signaling in plays. <laughs> it's the same thing. It's not the it same. It is the same it thing. Is yes, not. and I can't believe it. I see, I see the parallel you're drawing, but it's not the same. It can't be the same. Because, because, athle- because you athletics. You would do one, no, but wouldn't do the no. other. Athletics is all about the competition. Mm-hmm. A job, so is America, a job sir. offer. No, a job offer is hey, you're the right man for our job. Come in here and lead our company. Hey, you're the right quarterback for our job. You come in here and lead this team. You can't same do thing. No, same thing. No, it's not the same. How is it not the same thing? Because really, Austin, am I taking crazy pills here? Yes, I know you are. we've already spent like ten minutes too long on this particular topic, but are you kidding? You are. That taking, is the. It's not the, the same, same, Jake. It is not the same. All right. <laughs> Stay tuned. Have you ever heard anyone make that analogy before? What an al- the analogy I just made? Yes. No, I just made it up. I know. But I'm right. You're on an island. No. Okay. Who wants to do that? Stop hey, it. Are you Utah fans out there, do you want your coaches making a job offer to a quarterback somewhere who might end up screwing the program up because he's not that good? Hey, Ute fans, do you want to get the quarterback or not? You want a quarterback want who's Jake willing Bentley, to fight for it. Do you want Jake Bentley slinging passes for the Utes, or do you want him playing at what if, what if he sucks? Boston College? He played at South Carolina, and I, now you're making me disparage him. And in I the he, best league in college and football. And what did he win? And he'll be on the show in the 4 o'clock hour. <laughs> he will be. And what do you mean, what did for he win? For the last time ever. <laughs> His touchdown to interception ratio is over two, uh, two to one, and you're you're the one who values. You don't, you don't oh, hang on. It. You don't say. Let me see your resume. Okay, we're offering you the job, and here's a promise. Here's a contract. No, Gordon. You know how the the world goes round. This is why I don't understand. You're you're in your hundred acre wood again. I like am it should not. be this. I am and it not, and I don't think the fans would want their business to be handled this way. What happens if he's not that good? Okay, you've made the promise. You've hired him. Okay, as not, it were. So now you're going to stick with him because he's under contract to you. Not that good in 2018 in the Southeastern Conference. His completion percentage was 61.9%. He threw for 3,171 yards, 27 touchdowns to 14 interceptions for a rating of 146.3. Oh, is that over the whole year? So that guy goes, yeah, I'd love to be your insurance policy. Sure. I'd be happy to. You can't make the promise. You can't do it. They did. And that's why he's going to start. Stay tuned. We'll talk to uh, Jeff hey, Grimes. We need, we need help on this. Any of you out there, please, at Jake Scott Zone, at Gordon Monson, I need to hear your opinion on this because it's like talking to a brick wall over here. Hey, I don't know what to tell I can't believe that you can't see this. And so after two games, if he's not what you thought he was, you got to stick with him anyway? Stay tuned. Jeff Grimes, Jake Bentley coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.